0: welcome back to the Russians
1: uh hi hello
0: friendly people not not scary at all
1: <laughs> that's the, the the good ones they, they the they, they only wait, the only good ones uh, left standing
0: you know how they you know how in Russia uh they talk about Jews yeah the Jews it's mm-hmm. like you know it's like you you're 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 a kike but you're a good kike <laughs> yeah same thing with us you know we're the Russians but we're we're the good ones, not the bad ones.
1: Wait, but that you should say that it actually happened to you on a train. You don't, you don't like invent this.
0: But yeah, exactly. I mean, when I when I well, the first time I went w- was went back to the to Russia, you know, after uh, sp- spending most of my uh, most of my life in um, in America, the first time I went back, I was I was taking a train from that was taken off from Berlin to uh, no from Vienna to to Saint Petersburg. And I was on, in the same in the same cabin as um, a guy who was uh, you know like basically a Gasterbeiter, you know working um, doing some kind of manual labor in in Germany I believe and uh, we were in the same we were in the same cabin and we got a bunch of cognac we got drunk and we were standing standing in the in the kind of the you know the the space between between the cars uh, smoking you could do that back then and. That was when he when he asked me what, who, you know where I came from and what what I was doing and he's like oh you're 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 a Jew, it's like yeah you're a Jew you're a Jew well, you're a Jew but you're a good Jew. <laughs> that, that was my uh, that was my welcome back. That was that was how I was welcome back to my homeland.
1: Because he didn't like.
0: No one said that to me out here yeah in in America and you know what's funny is that I didn't I wasn't even I wasn't um, offended by it. It was like it was it's a weird kind of. Racism or anti-Semitism, where it's not even like it's not even biting or threatening. It's just no.
1: I think they it, they just. I mean, it's not just towards Jews, towards different nationalities. It's usually people want to acknowledge your different ethnicity almost from the bat, but then it actually doesn't matter. That's how I felt.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's almost like a jokey. It's almost like a joke, but but actually real. And but
1: also uh, like things are acknowledged immediately rather than here, where like. You can never even really ask a person you don't know where they're from, implying like, "Oh, you like of a certain ethnicity," and you might be not from America, proper. So.
0: Yet you're yet yeah yet you're still in the background making judgments about them. You would
1: never ask directly, which I feel direct direct confrontation probably seems a bit better. I don't know. Yeah,
0: yeah, I kind of know where he stands. You know, I, immediately I knew where he stood.
1: Yeah. Anyway, so um, while we're back, I feel like it's almost. I mean, I don't know. I feel very delirious, but it's like a war dispatch. Yeah, no. I know we're not in a war zone, and we're not even um, n- nowhere near Europe, where it's basically a refi- new refugee crisis. But you know, somehow being that far away doesn't necessarily help me at least because um, I have uh, <laughs> I have too many ties to the place, and uh, all my life in Moscow almost feels like. You know, something maybe I can, who knows, maybe I can never come back to. Yeah. I no, it's been
0: a, it's, yeah, it's been a strange, so what, it was, it was, we're recording this exactly a week since our last, ep, our last episode. Yeah.
1: And we, that one, yeah, we recorded just the worst started. I think I was a bit more chipper. I don't know why.
0: I don't, yeah. I think at the time it still didn't really, the scale of it.
1: Just didn't uh. settle in. I just, I wouldn't, I, I just didn't understand. Anyway, and um, and one of the things uh, we kind of want to cover is because I'm obviously glued, <laughs> like everyone, to different forms of media, but in my case, I also watch a lot of Russian stuff. And also talk uh, to friends who are, uh, some of them are in Moscow, quite a number of them not. Some of them just ran away from there. So I kind of have also like um, first-hand kind of information. And I watch state, Russian state TV, which is, I mean, mind-boggling, really. <laughs> and um, and also I watch, like, uh, obviously follow the kind of the Western coverage, which is not that great either, honestly. Yeah. And uh, so in I don't know. I don't, obviously, I don't want to complain. I'm safe in a like, whatever, warm apartment. But overall, I feel like more insane than some of the people I know who like more like one sided kind of information wise. Cause I'm like, just have this like really. <laughs>
0: well, you're living and also experiencing kind of in a, holographically in the sense that you know it's real, yet you're. Yet you uh, are, you know, this is your, this is the place where you grew up, mm-hmm. this, all your friends are there, you know, all, not all your friends, but a lot of your friends are there, a lot of your childhood friends are there.
1: Everyone is from there, some of them not there anymore, but everyone's connected exactly. in, in some way.
0: And, you know, you have you know, obviously Part a family, of family there, you know, your there. mom is from there, she's now here, and so it's not even clear whether she'll ever be able to go back to Russia um, with the way things are going, and so and you know like everything you know like even just even banal things that aren't really important but we were you know we were planning to go back in the summer to visit to visit and and, and do things there and it's like that's all obviously you know that's not happening yeah. that's not probably you know it's almost certainly not happening at least in the summer and it's not even clear i mean just everything you know in, in the connection to you yeah place but I could, home personally
1: I can't, look, I can't complain i had like certain I mean, there's certain, I guess, whatever, life plans, but in comparison no, to being, it's, it's, like, actually dragged into or suffering from the consequences of the war, of the war, it's nothing, because yeah, all I had is, like, I I have, what I still have, like, a film I wanted to make in Russia, and ironically, it's actually about, like, sort of semi-similar, but metaphorically treated in the way, events that are happening now. It's yeah. a zombie film.
0: I mean, it's a zombie film, and, they and actually... The people,
1: but also, the, the who are the zombies there? Like, the yeah. people uprising...
0: Well, but first of all, I mean the sort of actually the zombie thing is not like this is not even your formulation. It's like this is what kind of like the privileged liberal, um, liberal uh, privileged liberal. I don't know, elite or whatever oh, you want yeah, to call yeah. it. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. I didn't come up with the term. It's not it's like what um, they
0: call it derisively It's the the kind mm-hmm. of the masses, the, the you know, or the kind of the the silent majority. You know, yeah. uh, that's just sort of poor and kind of pissed off and uncultured uncultured and has no voice and sort of like is you know kind of controlled by state television in a big way and has no real has has nothing really going for them except you know these sort of um, I don't know like well particularly now it's like this new wave of uh you know of nationalism and patriotism and the kind of uh you know belief in you know the greatness of your of your culture and it's that they were that they were finally yeah. that it's finally getting off its knees and it's finally showing the west yeah, and yeah. showing these uppity ukrainians
1: you know uh, but alternatively they've been for quite a definitely over a decade been called um I think more common would be vata. Which no, a vata is the is the uh, is the Vatnik. Oh, right. cotton ball filled. Yeah, a cotton ball filled jacket, which used to be kind of popular I think even my mom used to have one. I don't know it's pretty warm in Soviet Union
0: and the army people I think the army had those so it's like yeah. an extremely cheap um, kind of down I mean it Looks if you think, pretty of, cool, if actually. You think like a, of a down yeah of a down you know jacket or something or a Patagonia uh, like down jacket but it's like filled not with goose you know down but like with actual cotton balls yeah. so it's so it's like provides insulation and warmth not in that Russia great, though. which you need it, but it's like the cheapest crap you know you can imagine
1: So yeah. that's the people known as vata who are like now prevailing um, and uh, way
0: who, which is Putin is using as a kind of as his yeah, as as like
1: yeah, right. But also the, he's using as what are this you isn't Cannon... being driven by them, you know. No, no, but you're they're like, supporting. You're, but you're saying
0: it like that in a way, you know, the way that you're formulating it. I think. I mean, just I know you well, don't mean they're that supporting this. I know that. I know that they're supporting it
1: with their bodies, and they're going to die, and I don't know.
0: They're supporting it. Yeah, they're supporting us pretty clearly. Um, you know, I was yeah. Um, I mean, uh, it's a good question. Like, there's some there's a poll that came out. I don't know how they're poll- doing doing these polls at you know at this moment, but. Um, you know, something like seventy percent supposedly support the, what's going on. I I've talked know. to I've talked to people. I've talked to different, several different friends in in um, Saint Petersburg. Uh, one thinks that's about half the people support the war. Another another guy uh, who actually was in the army and, and kind of is a little bit closer to to sort of the vata, you know, to the kind of the simple to the, to the silent majority, uh, and knows a bunch of people who used, you know who also served, and he thinks it's like closer to eighty percent support the war and they're and so and so I don't know uh, but it's like no but it's a, but generally speaking yeah. you know by by pretty much any estimate you know right it's a it's a majority and looks like a, a fairly wide majority support yes it. yeah
1: so the majority of so-called vado or whatever the silent majority these people like um in terms of this economic crisis is now hitting they have so little to lose I would say almost like almost nothing and um again statistically speaking um something like 85 maybe closer maybe to 90 percent. i don't want to exaggerate of people of russian citizens do not have um uh this basically foreign passports by american standards it would be just passports they don't have passports so they've never been outside of russian federation and uh almost like the same kind of Percentage like closer to I don't know eighty five ninety, uh percentage of Russian citizens um, do not actually um have any what do you call it like bank accounts like in terms of deposits
0: like what bank you mean accounts.
1: like a checking you know, account even like che- checking or and savings oh, like wow. no no so you they just, they have cash they just don't I know that um uh, buying things on credit is kind of big even like small things like something like crazy like microwave you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, but again, so I guess they have something. But my point is that they don't have any like savings in bank really mm-hmm. to be particularly worried about. And uh, speaking of the uh, crash of the ruble, it's also just sort of irrelevant because it's not like <laughs> what do they care about the currency or like n- mean, no, but yeah. no, but that's ultimately and well, I'll,
0: I mean they might not care about the currency, but I'll tell you they'll care about the currency when. Um, inflation you know, kicks the, in. The inflation sure. kicks in because Russia is not like a that's totally self-sufficient, and so the the you know just basic yes, things that are yes, but all the so,
1: glory that's given to them, you know. Well, we'll
0: see. I mean, I, I mean, I, I have no idea what's going on with that. I mean, we'll, I, people, we'll see. I mean, they they support it now because they're. I think you know what we're seeing. What what what, what obviously the, the television is saying, and what some of my friends are saying about what they're hearing from their friends. You know, they they think that you know this is still a play, Putin is is like, basically like a genius. You know, who's got like, who works everything out? He's like, he's extremely smart. He wouldn't do anything without like thinking through all of the angles and that the, he's like, like, he, there's actually like this whole plan and he's actually like, this is all part of the plan. And well, it, that's
1: because, again, I watch Channel no, I'm, I'm not One. Saying, that's I'm, what he says. I know. He but says I, there's a plan.
0: I know that. I'm just saying, so like just then, okay, and people believe it and like then they think that this is going to be a fast war or that it's going to be over pretty quickly, that there's going to be a minimal and that actually the, the, the kind Excuse of- Excuse me,
1: I need to correct you. Those people think it's not a war. It's a special operation. I,
0: yeah, it's right. We could actually be taken off the air uh, right now for saying it's a war. They think it's a special operation. Uh, uh, it's a- it's a, operation
1: it's, Z is op, as
0: referred. Well, yeah, Operation Z is yeah, uh, but it's a it's a special operation and it's a uh, what would you call it, like a liberation operation or like an operation to liberate the people of Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I mean, when as this thing drags on, as the as the sanctions don't you know don't aren't lifted and all this stuff, I mean I think you know that you might not they might not have a you know any savings that they can lose to to uh, monetary inflation uh, or currency inflation. But they'll they'll definitely feel it you know when, they, when in in terms of like just lack of lack of um, goods and and, and and like the expense of goods and like I don't know medicines been, and all these things that has you know. been
1: happening already well not like some this degree. I mean
0: this is a different this is not this is not the 2014 sanctions you know hit when like generally speaking in the over the past eight years uh, Russia is kind of has actually more or less been able to kind of cope with them and d- develop internal um, development industry I, I mean i don't know i'm not going to predict this stuff i don't know but i i have a feeling it's going to be a lot more than just you know losing your losing your you know not being able to like convert uh, your rubles into dollars you know uh basically is what we're talking about here uh um which is what's you know is basically the the ruble is devalued on an international scale i mean internally it's a different story obviously um, so, you know, in- inflation in terms of foreign exchange is not the same as inflation in terms of domestically, but they are connected, and for Russia, because a lot of the stuff is imported. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, but still, that being said, I, I mean, from the, all the sense that I get, is that, yeah, a um, vast majority of the Russian Russian people support this fucking r- insane, stupid uh, invasion. Uh, and
1: Well, one of the things that um, I'm particularly curious in, and i feel like you're the kind of the perfect person to discuss it with so you've been writing on and off i know now kind of off i would say about ukraine for quite a while i would say almost since um crimea since 2014 when you yeah uh could like sneak there for like for a few weeks even yep. right and um and since then you've, yeah and then you traveled around then in 2014 and then i think it 20, maybe 18, you came back there, right? So you've been there quite a few times and you were actually writing about this whole sort of, um, I don't know, now historical it's almost aspect to historical it. yeah. aspect, but also like the fascist presence and resurgence. Yep. Um, I don't know, I'm trying now to be like uh, very um, careful <laughs> with choosing my words well. because one of the things that happened since. Um, since basically a week ago it's probably what's going there I'm not saying but since a week ago this whole rhetoric has been basically taken over and cynically used by mr. Putin yeah and completely flipped and basically used uh, as a way to whip up the um, uh, support of um, for the know, operation people yes. for the special operation in Ukraine. And, you know, basically, which, you know, again, I don't know how you feel. I know you are telling me you were kind of pissed and feel like it's... Well,
0: I mean, he's cynically... Look, I mean, look, so as we were actually sp- talking about in the last episode, um, you know, we, the, this, this whole, um, the memory of World War II and as the Soviet Union's fight against fascism and the defeat of Nazi Germany, right? And like the existential sort of, the, the existential... Danger to you know so many people in the Soviet Union because of that war. And so Putin is using that as like um, and is sort of using the the the, the presence of um, you know neo-Nazi groups in Ukraine um, and the uh, uh, which is uh, which they exist. They're, 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 it's true. That's and, what I'm trying to talk yeah. to you about. And he, but he, so I mean I don't know what what to say about that other than like you know Putin is using it in, in a cynical way to to whip up support and for this for this war and. You know what that does, of course. You know, in, in here in America and in the West, is that it immediately invalidates the existence of these of these people because anything that Putin says, you know, uh, even if he's using it cynically and even if he's inflating it and if he's, you know, claiming that these these groups are carrying out genocide against sort of the Russian population in those territories, which is, I mean, which is ridiculous. No one's systemically murdering anyone. You know, one's sending them to camps. I mean, there hasn't really been any fighting really. Um, yeah, and even on the front line, you know, beyond just like periodic shelling and periodic little like firefights, there aren't like actual, you know, an active uh, war zone. You know, in the in, since, since I think two thousand fifteen, when there was actual, you know, active battles raging, and you know, once in a while you'll have some, you know, maybe a, a, a some residential Deni- area. What about Donetsk and Lugansk? Yeah, that's
1: what that I'm saying. Even there, with... it's
0: like sometimes you'll ha- no. I mean, sometimes you'll have like some spl- uh, flashes of conflict, but it isn't. An, it isn't like an ongoing. An ongoing um, war there. I mean, it's essentially like a truce, but it's with with some trading mm-hmm. of fire uh, constantly. So there's an inner war. So he, the fact that he's you know, but he's saying that these neo Nazis are basically committing genocide against the Russian population there, and this is what this what this war is about. Is about uh, protecting the Russian population of Ukraine from this from this Nazi threat. I mean, the Nazi threat is like it, the Nazis. You know, the neo fascists or neo Nazis, or uh, just fascists, uh, or, or nationalists, you know, you can call them different, na- different, um, labels, you know, different people use different labels. They exist, but there, there, there isn't like, you know, an existential threat to the, to people in Ukraine. I mean, they, there's like, there's more subtle threats, um, not just against Russian people, but against, you know, people on the left, um, you know, who are Ukrainian. There's like, you know, uh, even like, you know, gay and lesbian and, um, transgender people are, you know, and uh, are, are, are like threatened by these people in in ukraine and actually in the same way that they're threatened in in russia, in russia yeah. um so i mean it's cynically he's he's using it and of course magnifying the danger that these people that these groups face but that doesn't mean that they don't exist right and that doesn't mean that america might you know the focus of my kind of my, my interest in this topic is sort of deeper than just the existence of these of these groups there t- in in ukraine today i mean there are uh, my, my interest in you know as an immigrant and as someone who's sort of uh soviet identity and you know my family's kind of anti-soviet identity is being weaponized in, in this kind of way i'm i'm it's interesting for me it's always been interesting in how you know like a, a nationalist identity or ukrainian nationalized identity was kind of protected in america nurtured and, and sort of injected back into into Ukraine.
1: Would you uh, say they're partially to blame for what's going on? Well,
0: yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I mean, it's it's people focus on, I guess people focus on NATO uh, and all this stuff, but it's just bigger than NATO, I think. It's, I mean, I, I mean are the neo-Nazis, are these, are, is this nationalist identity to blame for Putin's invasion? I don't know.
1: I mean, I, not that directly, because that's just insane. I mean, that's
0: I. I don't know. I. I would. I, I, that's a. That's a stretch. I wouldn't make that. I wouldn't make that claim. I mean, are they? Are they responsible for uh, creating a, a situation of tension where you're pitting sort of one one yeah. language against another language in a multicultural, you uh, know, in a in a multicultural uh, society like Ukraine, which is already very splintered, based on you know among you know, on these sort of linguistic but also cultural and sort of historical lines, you know, and so when you have, when you push this one identity, which happened, you know, particularly in a big way after 2014, uh, when you push this one kind of nationalist identity, yeah, you fracture, you splinter society and you create divisions in it. Um, and, you know, you, so for sure, they, this the injection of this and the growth of this identity, because it's also, it isn't just like the CIA came in, and just like with a syringe and injected it, it doesn't work that way. I mean, it ha- you, you need to. It ha- it had an organic um, existence there because a lot of the diaspora, um, you know, in the 1990s came back and essentially brought back their kind of nationalist identity um, and their and their the, the certain national nationalist nationalist heroes of theirs and the, sort of the folklore of their whole movement. They it came back and it. Obviously, took root because there is no real identity. I think right. in these post-Soviet societies, like what, who are you as a Ukrainian? There's and you
1: talk about diaspora, the sort of like immigrants to both Romania and Canada, Canada and America, America after the Second World yeah. War. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think well, no, a lot of truly like not. I think a lot of
1: Nazi-affiliated ones. Yeah, of. I think yeah.
0: I mean, they were a lot of them. I mean, not all of them were, but they're from like some of the families were, you know, like actually. Yeah. Nazi collaborators yeah. and then people who, if they weren't Nazi collaborators they were sympathetic to it because they grew up in this kind of very very nationalistic uh, Ukrainian immigrant community that was very focused on preserving their identity preserving the language and sort of rewriting their history a little bit and whitewashing it I mean uh, so like the, this stuff exists and so they they came back to the Ukraine in the 1990s and you know they were I think you know in, initial, they were sometimes they came back and in, 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 in as the head of you know, like American, essentially like, you know, like American organizations and American agencies like USAID and all this stuff. You know, there were Ukrainian emigres um, that came back and, you know, like had a certain, you know, set, set up organizations, you know, brought literature, you know, all this stuff. So like, so, um, so, I mean, that ex- that's just true. It exists. You can't deny it. You know, I'm not the first guy to, it's not, it's not a revelation that I opened up. You know, it's like, this has been studied going back. Really, I think to the, you know, to the 70s and the 80s, when uh, information started to be kind of opened up, some of the archives started to be opened up, and, um, you know, journalists started to probing this, and historians started probing this topic. This is not like a, you know, this is not a a story that I broke. So the fact that Putin is using this as a justification for this really misguided war that I, you know, it doesn't invalidate, uh, I mean, on like an intellectual level and a historical level and it, it validate the existence of these things but on a like a on a narrative level i guess you know on a media narrative level it totally makes it uh, yes, destroys it because now it's destroys.
1: like it makes it a joke yeah if
0: i if i talk about ukrainian nazis now you know it's like it's basically oh, oh, oh look putin is putin is doing this and even you know like when i was talking to my friend michael from st petersburg you know, the, when I called him up the first time I talked to him after, when this thing, after this thing began, like it's probably like day five or six into the war, and um, and he was like, that's immediately what he started yelling at me about. He's like, you're writing about all these Nazis and look and look, Putin is talking about that. I'm like, yeah, but. What am I, am I to blame for Putin? I mean, it's like, so I'm the guy. So just my substack, you know, I was writing my substack.
1: You know, you to blame.
0: Yes, I was writing my substack about, and I was looking at the history of, you know, how Ukrainian nationalism was sort of uh, protected in America and sort of injected back into Ukraine and how it's taken root in its huge way in in the country Mm -hmm. to the point where the, the sort of this very, you know, this... Fascist slogan, uh, Ukrainian fascist slogan, Slava Ukraini, Geroem Slava, has become completely mainstream.
1: Zelensky, president of Ukraine, where, yeah. uses and it. it's
0: it's almost like lost. It's it's to the point. It's gone so mainstream that it's lost its original meaning. And yeah, yeah, and you have a Jewish president saying it. Yeah. I think
1: he only says slavo Ukraini. He yes. doesn't say Geroem Slav. So I guess it then loses half of it and then completely rebrands. But brand- it's like, but it's, but it's like it's rebranded.
0: It's rebranded. They re- it's been rebranded, but it's sort of like the the shortened version of it, you know.
1: Yeah.
0: Anyway, it, so I mean, does is that does that mean Zelensky is a Nazi? No, no, it doesn't mean that. What what it his means is, his family
1: actually suffered under Yes, the
0: which is extremely, Nazis. you know, the whole. So that's why this whole Putin rhetoric about we're we're kicking out the Nazis so we can protect the Russians and other people here in Ukraine. It's like shit, you know. I mean, you can criticize Zelensky in all sorts of ways, but like the guy is a Jewish and his parents survived the Holocaust, and like so, you know. It survived World War II fighting the Nazis. I guess is more yeah. more, more more specific. So like you know, and, but what does that mean? Then him s- saying Slav ukraina Well, it means that these sort of na- nationalist narratives have take are so strong that they have like they've almost like popped. They've almost popped up beyond the kind of the meaning. And 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 Zelensky himself is daily basically under threat by these really far right kind of uh, political parties like Azov's National Corpus. Right. Right who are constantly calling zelensky a, you know a putin stooge and a traitor because they don't you know every time you know they think that they don't want him to make any kind of deal or to make any kind of peace i mean before this invasion even uh, any kind of peace in the east and so he's being pushed from this nationalist side in a big way uh, and um a lot of the you know as they call it in you know ukraine the civil society <laughs> is like basically in with with the, with a really ultra nationalist side i mean they help whitewash it and so like a lot of that, you know, it's not like, so, so, so it exists. I mean, it's, but, but again, but what Putin did, you know, Putin fucked a lot of things up, you know, and f- for a lot of people and uh, narratives and and fucked up a lot of narratives and, and fucked up a lot of, yeah. And so like, you know, and one of the, one of those casualties is this idea is, is even the, now it's like the validity of even looking at the historical right. use of uh, how America weaponizes nationalism and stuff like that to, to. You know, as as part of as was one of its, you know, tools of empire. You know, um, it's like it's like almost invalidates that as as even a a legitimate topic of study or conversation because because it's like playing right into Putin's hands. And so, um, yeah, I mean, you know, so I don't know what to say. It's it's pretty it's fucked up actually. You know, uh, feels bleak. I mean, if I I, you know if there's ever like a special tribunal for for us Russians, you know, or Russians, you know, in, in in parentheses because in quotations because like you can be Jewish and still be called the Russian if your politics aren't right. But I mean, it's like, if they we're ever hauled in front of a tribunal to look at, you know, to look at uh, Russian traders in, in living in America, I mean, uh, the, the stuff, the, the stuff that I wrote about, uh, you, the weaponization of, of fascism and the weaponization of Ukrainian fascism and Nazi collaborators is going to be like entered right into the evidence as proof that I'm, uh, you know, Part of like Putin's grand plan to subvert democracy around the world and attack Ukraine. Well, that's one of the things.
1: uh, I obviously have all sort of like different paranoid thoughts now. Is there going to be some (laughs) weird like internment camp like for Japanese, but for Russians here? Like, are we going to all be sent to Gulag? (laughs) No, I hope not.